When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, son. Hey. Is this for the dusty weekend? This is the four-day trip to Ellsbells, if that's what you mean. <laughs> same difference, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. It's the same hilarious carry-on team, the same hilarious faces, and a few new ones like Jimmy Logan. All ready for a wild weekend, eh? And June Whitfield. Yes, they're all carrying on where they can really carry on. They're pretty sound on that bit. Abroad. Wonder Tours has specially chose Elspells for the perfect holiday weekend because it's wonderful sunshine record. And something you can't muck up. <laughs> else but the carry-on crowd could pack so many gags and so many bags into one trip abroad. It's easy now. <laughs> Thank you. Join Sid James, Kenneth Williams, Charles Hawtrey, Joan Sims, Bernard Breslau, Barbara Windsor, Kenneth Connor, Peter Butterworth, Jimmy Logan, June Whitfield and Hattie Jakes on a Cook's tour of surefire laughs. They're all off on a wonder tour. It's a wonder any of them make it. Hello and welcome to Smirchpod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or you know, just aren't asked about them, and Bond-related ones, obviously. Hosted by me, John Rain. This week we'll be packing our trunks, smothering ourselves in cream, and heading to a car park covered in builder sand to see which one of us will die the youngest. Yes, it's Carry On Abroad. And joining me to do blooding leapings of the frog over some mints are a right lovely royal pair of knockers, Dan Thomas and Paul Litchfield. Hey! Hello! <laughs> Knickers! Carry on abroad then. Carry Jesus on abroad. Christ. <laughs> I'll say, I hadn't watched, I know you two have affection for the series. And I, I used to watch them a lot as a kid. My sister, for some reason, had a VHS copy of every single one up to, but not including, Emmanuel. Oh. Because we were kids, right? And I used to watch them a lot, and it, and I, but I haven't seen them in twenty five years, so I didn't really remember. What? Yeah, I haven't really. I yeah, occasionally I'd see one of the old ones on TV, like, but the black and white ones are a little bit more classic. Mm. Like I ca- carry on cabin, carry on regardless. I must have watched a little bit of recently, but when you get into the seventies, they become almost sexual fever dreams. Yeah, I think that was the seventies yeah. in British comedy, though, wasn't it? They were just making softcore porn. Yes. Yeah. 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 And well, this actually, is soft, actually, soft core porn. It, yeah, I mean, to be honest, the only one that is remotely anywhere near soft core porny is Emmanuel. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get oh, occasional flat well. foot. 
Carry on England yes. has got tits England, in it, sorry, yes. and it's still a PG. Yeah, yes, I know. But I mean, the whole point of I think in in, in these Carry On films is nobody actually gets a bit of it. No. They all want a bit of it, but they never get a bit of it. You know? Yeah. They're yeah, obsessed true. with crumpet, but they never get to have crumpet. Mm. Yeah, um, but yeah. this was a few years before ever, uh, respected British comedians were doing films like Drop Your Knickers, Miss Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Sinden is fingering yeah. in. Yeah. Fingering exactly. fingers. Join James Robinson Justice in The Anus. <laughs> 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 Alfie, I what know. and is wrong with my anus? <laughs> Alfie, bust, Alfie bastard loads of them, didn't he? Oh, filth. Mm. I think he was in Come Play With Me. <laughs> yeah. Jesus that Christ. That's a real how, how, do you two have a fairly encyclopedic knowledge of uh, the 70s um, filth? Yes. <laughs> it feels like every the thing is these movies yeah. are real I was looking at it these movies were blockbusters like the Carol films were blockbusters I saw a stack that when this so first of all this came out on December the 15th 1972 mm. in Britain yeah. in the 70s this is a Christmas film <laughs> right and then when it came on TV in 78 18 million people watched it thing is it's fairly aspirational <laughs> cinema because not many people in those days could afford to go to the car park at Palmer Studios <laughs> he, he's right he's absolutely yeah. right and we must not confuse this because this is Elle's Bells ladies mm, and gentlemen this is mm. not the Costa Plonka no now the Costa Plonka is where the Grace Brothers department go in I.B. being served the movie <laughs> which I'd like to believe is being filmed like four miles down the coast yeah. simultaneously or around the other side of this car park Exactly, right the other side, which is, of course, um, a wonderful film where they stop a, um, a revolution mm. via Mrs. Slocum's Union Jack Knickers. Yeah, which when I was a kid... Which they hoist up to a flagpole. When I was a kid, that happens at the end of Carry On Abroad, in my mind, every time. Yeah, absolutely. I always used to flip and flop between them all, um, mm. uh, never knowing which one was Els Bells and which one was Costa Plunker. They're very similar films. Uh, so this is, I, I, think, I keep I'm mixing more... up Zulu with Carry On Up the Kyber, so... <laughs> Very different soundtracks. Yeah. Because because Charlie Hawtrey has his own theme tune in uh, Kyber because he's called Officer Whittle. Mm. Uh, of course he is. And, and, and his soundtrack is... And if Zulu started like that, it'd be a different film, wouldn't it? Richard Burton going... It was a, it was a dark day in Africa. Oh, someone, someone dub that, please. Please. I, think, I remember the thing, the thing that surprised me about this is, considering they were, what, 20 films into the series at this point? Yeah. It's how um, good it is. <laughs> broadly, uh, it's it looks terrible. It looks remarkably cheap. But I remember, like, what, like Carry On the Kyber and um, Carry On uh, Follow That Camel. And, like, yeah. some of the, what's the, what's the one that sees that Carry On Dick? Oh, Caesar. Carry On Dick. Well, no, Ca- no, no, Caesar no, looks all right. Carry on, Dick. Ca- yeah, cl- no, no, the one not, not at Caesar. C. Oh, C. Sorry, um, Carry on, Dick. Yeah. Oh, it's C. yeah, it's, yeah. I, in my head, no, they look Dick, re- is Dick Turpin. The C oh, yeah. one is Carry on, Jack. Oh, sorry. That's right. Yes, yes. I keep mixing up Dick I'm and now Jack. I'm furious. <laughs> they. I remember them looking quite <laughs> I good. Keep mixing up Dick and Jack. <laughs> one comes before the other. <laughs> in fact, you can't have one without the other. Um, yeah, but you're right. I mean, this this looks like it's been made for about thirty quid. Cause just cause this looks like it's yeah. pine wood. They had access yeah. to pine wood and a bunch of sand. Yeah, 
builder sand. <laughs> yeah, as well. it doesn't look like beach sand. No, no, no. No. All, you, all you've got to know is, is that all those beach scenes—they're obviously freezing. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> they probably filmed it in October, and it's just like, oh God. And I looked into this because I've got the wonderful book, which I recommend everyone buy. It's called Carry On Confidential by Andy Davidson. It's wonderful. Yeah. I looked into this because it gives you every bit of information you want to know. I wanted to look into what outside locations, if any, were used in this film. Yeah. So, right. so the only outside location in this film is Wonder Tours, which was filmed in the High Street in Slough. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Elsbell's Airport is the security block of Pinewood Studios. Where, which I've been there. You've been there. You have got a story about that? Oh no, I mean, I mean, just it, I was just like I looked at it. I went, it's a, I can't be. That looks like just a security building. And then I realised because I I worked in Pinewood for a couple of days once, mm. and I mean, it doesn't look like it anymore. They it's all paved over with glass now. But uh, mm. yeah, they just were like, where should we film the airport? Should we do it thirty feet away, just past the canteen? That's how cheap this fucking film is. Yeah. And approaching the hotel was filmed on the back lot of Pine Studios. That is all the locations for this film. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you mentioned cheapness. I, mem- I remember once filming an episode of Banged Up Abroad, where I played a dodgy drug dealer, and I was supposed to be in a hotel in uh, Thailand. So I was in a hotel in Watford, and they put an orange lamp on and a Buddha statue next to me. Ta-da! And no one was Thailand. any the wiser. No one was any the wiser. <laughs> Whereas I, you know, this. Paul June Whitfield apparently signed on thinking that it was going to be shot in Spain. Like, nobody had ever... <laughs> nobody made any, had any fun or made any money off this, apart from Gerald Thomas and Peter Rogers, who had a fucking mint, didn't they? Nobody else got oh, residuals yeah, I mean, or anything. Sid James got paid no, in no. erections, to be fair. <laughs> I think he, they just had to film near the nearest race course for Sid. Yeah. I think that was or, probably in his I heard idea. a story he was leaving bo- he was sponsored by a whiskey company to start leaving bottles of whiskey label out on set oh, yeah. before right. he got caught. In fact in fact it's in one particular film where they literally call him Mr. Boozy. Um it's one of it's one of the hospital ones because he's got an elixir on his island and he's uh, he also oh, trades yes. he trades in whiskey. Is that carry on again, Doctor? That yes. again, Doctor, yeah. Yeah. So he's literally I mean in this one, I mean this is um Charles Hawtrey's last carry on. Mm. Because he's a hopeless alcoholic at this stage, so they go. This is what you're doing in the film. You, Charlie, just be you. Mm. So just be drunk throughout the whole thing, because that's what you are now. Bless him. <laughs> there was. I did know that before watching it, but there is a, a melancholy quality to this film. Yeah. But talking of which, Tilbert Rothwell writes these, and he's always very good at doing the. Because every Carry On film has got Carry On, whatever film it is, and then he'll put or, or... and he'll give you his. The tiles in this ones are terrible. What are they? I can't remember. What a package. Meh. That's not bad. It's all in. Right, yeah. yeah that's, and yeah, this perfect. one, good pun, but it has nothing to do with this film. Ready? Swiss holes in the snow. <laughs> what does yeah, that mean? Well, it's yeah. like piss holes in the piss snow. Piss holes in the snow, yeah. Swiss holes in the snow. What's but a Swiss hole? Swiss holiday. Oh, Swiss hole. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, but they're not in Switzerland and they're not in the snow, so it makes absolutely no sense. God. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. I, I can't even unpick that. That just no. doesn't make any sense. You'd want AIDS, to... AIDS of the glands. That's a weird one. <laughs> Put it in your arse. Speed in the back. Shove, yeah. shove our film up your arse. What? What's that doing? Yeah, yeah. But it must follow the rule of three, surely, because you've got water package. You're thinking, okay, not bad. We're building up to something. It's all in. All right, this is going to be a belter. Swiss holes in the snow. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And we never got a, a skiing carry on. Your suit. We never got a skiing carry on film because it would take them ages to paint all that sand white. 
yeah, that's true. And they could have called it ca- Carry On Peaced. Oh, yeah, that would have been one of the tiles, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah carry yeah. On Peaced. Yeah. With, yeah, oh, God, yeah, I mean, it's all there, isn't it? We should do what they, they everyone does, is just write a Carry On film, get it to a certain point in production where, like, someone, they pretend to cast people and then say, no, it's not happening. They've been doing that for 30 years. <laughs> and there is a Bond connection, I believe, isn't there, John? Yeah, and it's a really is. obvious one. It's a stupidly obvious one. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the guy who shot this, uh, called Alex Hume. Hume, yeah. Hume, sorry. Uh, he Alan, sh- Alan Hume. Alan Hume, sorry. I always go Alan. He shot um, Octopussy and View to a Kill. <laughs> and Return of the Jedi. That's just brilliant. Yeah. The thing is, I guess he was one of those people who was just hanging around Pine. Now, Pine yeah. would, especially from the... Well, at this point, we're still like they're literally the best techs in the world. We're working at Pinewood, mm, mm. and I just you just yeah. imagine all the all the cinematographers just gathered around drawing the short straw. Right, you can do Godfather Part Two, <laughs> and you're doing Carry On Abroad. <laughs> I imagine Peter Peter Rogers just walked into the editing suite or somewhere in Pinewood and was just like, "I'm just going to go in here for a sneaky fart, so no one can hear me." And he did that, and this bloke just like woke up on the sofa with newspapers on. What was that? Oh, Alan Hume, what are you doing in here? Looking for a cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you came in here, Governor, I tell you. Um, That's good voice. I've never done. Hang on, I've never heard you do that stock voice before. Oh, I've been working on that one. That's I'd like to hear a bit more of him. He sounds great. That's I'd, lovely. I'd like to shoot this film, Governor. It's, it's like someone turned up to do The Force Awakens, isn't it? And going, J.J. Uh, Abrams, my name's Helen Hume. I've, I've shot Come Play With Me, Anus with James Robinson Justice, and I'd very much like to shoot your Star Wars picture. <laughs> right, I've just looked him up. Alan Hume at this juncture was 38 years old. Oh, but he must uh, have been on set going, God bloody! <laughs> Sorry, uh, no, actually, I'm talking about um, one of his other films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did that on Jedi. Out of the Jedi, yeah. <laughs> Jab of the Hut. Oh Jesus Christ! This guy wrote books. He's written his memoirs. I'm buying the arse off that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to buy that and report. A that. life through the lens. Memoirs of a film cameraman. Forward by Peter Rogers and oh. Kevin Costner. What the fuck? Kevin Costner. (laughs) What the hell? The unmade carry on Robin there. Oh, right. Wait, wait, wait. wait, No, it's, it's, I I misread it. It's very small in my phone. It's Peter Rogers and Kevin Connor. I don't know who the fuck that is. Okay, yeah. Is it not Kenneth Connor? Kenneth Connor, perhaps. I never forget when uh, Alan Hume, uh, he set up the shot and he said, I think in this one you should make your knee twitch. It'll be hilarious. And he was right. <laughs> Where did that come from? I kept, I didn't realize. I'm watching it again. I go, oh, this is something he does every time he gets sexually excited, Kenneth Connor. He just twitches his leg a bit. Like, yeah, and, and people went, Oh, you must be horny. Who's ever done that when they're horny? Who gets restless leg when they got the horn? Well, Kenneth I mean, Connor. we get. Uh, Kenneth Connor, of course. I mean, I mean, I mean. Look at the scene in the coach when she has to locate the keys. I mean, he literally has about nine orgasms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's basically doing his own version of like Deep Throat, except he ejaculates every time a woman touches him. It's the idea that someone puts a hand in your pocket and, of course, it's immediately right. It must be on my cock now at all times. <laughs> yeah. And he just spends the whole thing going. And he must be hung just like one really? of those wimpy Cumberland sausages things. Yeah, yeah. It curls back up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like three Shire horses. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we begin 
Oh. With the beautiful visage of Sid James's face, photo- well, not photoshopped, analog photoshopped, yeah. onto lots of see sort of holiday destination scenes. Yeah, and he's and working behind his it. pub. He's called Vic Flange. Well, he keeps saying Flange. Yeah, is it a bucket bouquet thing? I just think he said the line wrong, and they just can't, yeah. they're on such a budget; they yeah. don't they don't do any editing. So. We've got six minutes to shoot this film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, he's working behind the pub, uh, which I believe is called the Whip It In. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. brilliant. The Carry On Pub. Um, he runs it with his wife, who's Cora, Joan Sims. Yeah, Joan Sims. And he's chatting to Sadie Tompkins, played by Barbara Windsor. With her yes. tits out, fully out. Her tits out, yeah. Also, I just want to point out, this is the worst pub I've ever seen in my entire life. There's no atmosphere. <laughs> there's no music. There is a there's a box of the on the bar that says hot food that has just got decaying rolls in it. Yeah, like you see at petrol stations. Yeah, yeah. Have a hot dog? No, I'd I'd like to live, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like steak and kidney pies and collapsed Scotch eggs, isn't it? Yeah. And the and the Lovely. dialogue is immediately exhausting because it's like, can I have a pint? What of my cum? Yeah, or something. <laughs> I forget the exact nuance of it. Last but that's one. The, I've got a large, large one. I've had no complaints so far. I've had no complaints so far. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I bet the bloke who owns the Sam Smith pubs watched this and was like, that's a great pub. We should make more pubs like that. This is a business model idea. <laughs> you get thrown out for saying any of these lines in Sam Smith because you're not allowed to talk in there. Oh, that's true, yeah. You're not allowed to do any of that. But it, it's, it's the standard um, set-up carry-on, mm. which is which Sid's now done 30, 40 times, which is, oh, when I go away, let a bit of nookie. Mm. And the wife's like, well, no, you're not. I'm coming with you. Oh, God. That's basically that. Do you think Jack Douglas is happy with his work in this film? With his work well, or with getting work? <laughs> There's two different... <laughs> you see, the thing is, I think Alf... What's he called? Alf Ippitus? Ippimus? Right. Im, um, I think he's a character that works for about three seconds. Yeah, but you know what? Every single time he does his boy boy, I just collapse with laughter. Yeah. Every yeah. single time, yeah. every single time, and he's wasted in this film because he's in the beginning and just the end, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he, he, uh, yeah but I, I think John's it. right. He's more of a spice than an ingredient. Yeah, because when you watch, uh, what's the one where oh, is it Karen behind where he goes away with Windsor Davis? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just, right. Because they, they want to show two, two girls. <laughs> they want to show the two girls their fishing tackle, <laughs> which is which is their ginger quill and their Wickham's fancy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Windsor Davis turns around to Judy Gleason and goes, "Would you like to see my Wickham's fancy?" <laughs> <laughs> that's just beautiful. So sorry. Oh my god. And do you know what? I mean, if I was if I was casting a Carry On Bond. Because I just mm. want to get a bit bonded. Oh, yeah. I definitely think Jack Douglas is Q. I immediately thought Peter oh, yeah. Butterworth, but then I went, "What could? What is not unfailingly funny as Jack Douglas is Q trying to explain to Bond, which obviously would be Sid, yeah. how how his gadgets work, and then midway going for free, like spraying in with poisoned acid or flamethrower, because obviously maybe he'd just get it all on himself, wouldn't he?" I, I cannot think of anything funnier than Jack Douglas going, now pay attention, Bond. You know. I, actually, I love that idea. But he wouldn't get it. Actually, he wouldn't get it because he's always unscathed, didn't he? It's just, we pan out and he's just destroyed the old place. And he's like, get out of it. And then he's fine. Mm. And he just wanders out. But yeah. Sid James is on fire. 
Exactly. And yet somehow still getting sucked off by someone. <laughs> or you could end it with um, him, Sid James, going, thanks very much, Q, and leaving. And then he leans on like a pen and it goes, th- and you hear like a thump. And he's like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh poison, Mr. And collapses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just out of shot of you, who is for you. He collapses. Anyway, that, that's not what, that's not why we're here. No, because he comes into the pub <laughs> and says, uh, well, how's it going, everybody? I'll have a pint of a fooey. <clears throat> and um, he's, he's, Dick says he's going, he says to Vicky, what are you up to? And he says, I'm going on holiday. And he goes, oh, really? Where are you going? And he says, I, 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 he says, oh, somewhere abroad. And then Joe and Sims go, so tell him where you're going, Vic. And he says, I'm going to um, Ellsworth. He goes, oh, really? Sadie's going there for me. Why yeah, is your Jack Douglas David Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Hell's Bells. Station to station. <laughs> I don't know why he does that, but um, yeah. And then obviously, <laughs> then immediately the wife is like, oh, is he? Oh, I see. Mm. And now she's immediately on not going away on all day. Vic Flynn for a bit of crampet. But you don't like flying, Cora, he says. Yeah. But she's like, well, fuck that. I'm coming with you. Yeah. Actually, she has got quite a nice language because I don't like mopping either, but it's better than you finding some other scrubber. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I like David Mamet wrote this bit. Yeah, she's. I great. love Joan Sims in this because Joan. Mm. I don't think Joni ever really had the opportunity. I think in many of the Carrie films, if any, to play the sex interest. She, she's mm. often played women who wanted, yeah. it, but people were absolutely reviled by her, like yeah. Horror yeah, but, Patty. Which mm. isn't fair because Carrie on Cowboy, she's the hot one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's like the brothel madam, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I'm from Texas, man. We've all got big ones down there. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Where you see Ken Williams again giving his amazing accents. Master of voices. Yes. Go on, Ken. Do your American. All right. Oh, howdy, partner. Oh, that's just <laughs> that's just amazing, Ken. <laughs> wow. So talking of Ken. <laughs> He goes yeah. to Wonder Tours the next day. He's playing a character called Stuart Farquhar. Stuart Farquhar. Stupid mm. fuck you whore. Okay. Uh, he's he's the representative of Wonder Tours, and he's got his assistant Moira Plunkett, played, oh, played by Gail, Gail Granger. Granger. I know, and I think most people always immediately think it's Valerie Leon. Exactly. It was yeah. supposed it's to not, be, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah she yeah. couldn't do it. Mm. And I must admit, Gail Granger is—I mean, she's beautiful, isn't she? She's yes. a Stunning-looking woman. Mm. And she wasn't in any more, was she? Sorry. Miss Craig, uh, no. you're squashing my itinerary. Yes. <laughs> That's not dirty. What? The, I, the thing, God, the thing that winds me up is they develop these rhythms of things that sound like a joke, but aren't. Exactly, yeah. And I wonder if, because even on the page, that uh, you're squashing my itinerary, did Tolba Raffle have to go, please deliver as a, if a joke? Brack, close brack. <laughs> I'd have double joked it. I'd have had him, you know, pull up his clipboard and check it's all right, and then it pan out, and he's nuts are hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, then he would go, but by itinerary, of course, I was referring to my gonads. I think that might be interesting because they keep trying to do another carry-on film in the spirit of the old ones. But mm. I think something that would be much more interesting is a carry-on film taken to its logical conclusion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd love that. Which yeah. is everyone's there, got an erection at all times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Every yeah. man has no. got a boner, even the extras. Just, no, there should just... be a carry-on film. You're absolutely right, Dan, where they strip it all down. So basically, Vic goes up to a woman and goes, can I see your vagina, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She goes, no, I'll call the police. All right, then I'll move on to the next one. Can, can I see your bum hole? No. Yeah. yeah. And then it ends with him in jail. Yeah. <laughs> The Dennis Nielsen story starring Sid James. <laughs> <laughs> 
but um, you are right. Yeah, itinerary mm. doesn't work. But it's just anything that could just be misconstrued as it's like going. Oh, that's a big plate. And then you have a whistle. At you. I was going to say. I wonder Why if is Tobal, plate rude? I wonder if Tobit Rothwell put this gag doesn't really work. Please, could uh, Eric? Eric was it Eric Rogers did the music. Yeah. 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 Please, could you insert a Swanee whistle here, please? Too. Yeah, exactly. I think that was a not in Swanee whistle. Mm. Was just if like you need a Swanee the... whistle at the end of a gag, you know that it's not. It's not. I mean, there's a great one gag. coming up near the end. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> because this is the other joke that I quite liked here. Is he said, "Shall we get them out?" And Miss Plunkett went, "Mister Farquhar." Mister Farquhar. No, I mean the passengers. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, if so she immediately this... goes, "Yes, this is the perfect time to get my tits out." <laughs> yeah. This woman. This right? is the ideal opportunity for me in the middle of a business-based working day, <laughs> in the public on the was it in Stroud, whoever they're fucking Slough, Slough yeah. to just get my knockers out. <laughs> if she was this easily confused, that's first of all, it's a cognitive disorder that needs to have a look at. That. Yeah, <laughs> but she wouldn't be able to maintain a job because uh, she interviewed really well, but then she was confused by simple words like "out." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like when she had her interview, they'd be like, well, we, we're very happy to offer the job. Would you like one? She'd be yeah, like, yeah. In this office? Oh, all right. And she starts getting her pants down. No. Yeah. No. There you go. Madam, you've got a very impressive curriculum vitae. Oh, thanks. I've just had it shaved. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just can we all just calm it down <laughs> on set, everyone? <laughs> what is going on? She Who's have, like have a... any of you actually had sexual intercourse? Never, they're all virgin. <laughs> they're all for like, oh! <laughs> They've all got but... massive blue bag, ball bags. They <laughs> <laughs> must all just go back to their rooms and just dry hump the mattress. Like, <laughs> they're like little dogs when you get little dogs home after a walk. They're just like... Uh, uh, uh. Uh, so, um, what I noticed as well is that Vic Flange... Yeah, Flange. He's only bought a tiny little suitcase. Yeah, they're just full of Johnnies. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's done the Revenge of the Nerds method and just tipped. I'm not sure. He just, I don't think. Thing is, he doesn't need Johnnies because no. he'll ever have sex. But they like say they just dry up. It's like I, I don't need a Johnny. I just jizz in my jeans. What? I just do. What's in the suitcase? I don't even think it'll be that. It'll be like grey talcum powder coming out of yeah. rusty <laughs> hose pipe. <laughs> 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 no one could ever get pregnant from that. Yeah. Like a fine no. dust. But it might just be a just add water thing. <laughs> yeah, but then it solidifies into concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Which they then use to complete the hotel. <laughs> Someone has a baby. I'm, I'm, I'm so, sorry to tell you that your baby did make it. However, it did weigh half a ton. <laughs> <laughs> we slapped his ass and did some structural damage. <laughs> Etc. Yeah. Get that swally whistle out of here. To do so what you get point. now? So what? what I, I really like this bit where they're all coming onto the coach because yeah. obviously they're setting the scene for the for the ragtag bunch of people. Mm. I'll I'll say this about this one scene about because I was uncharitable. I was talking to John about this last night. The camera goes when they when they have to put the camera on the bus to get the shot of the people coming on. Yeah, someone's forgotten a tripod because the camera work is shoddy as fuck. Yeah, uh, it looks like the born ultimatum for no reason. <laughs> But Dan, can you can you cite any other Carry On films where the camera work is Chef's Kiss? What I will say is they can usually. I mean, you make a fair point, but usually they had at least they were really stationary. Hmm. Yeah, like you, you wouldn't yeah. feel like I think that this is too heavy for the cameraman who's about to have a seizure. He's probably got about, you. He's probably about fifty in bright red, smoking a fag as he's doing it. That's yeah, yeah. Oh. 
cut. Oh, thank God. Ma- Maybe the problem was is that they actually got Jack Douglas to do that work. Of course, you do forget about the uh, 20 minute one shot and carry on cowboy. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So they're all getting on the bus. Yeah. And this is lovely because there's a woman in it and she always plays this character. She's the mum of, um, she's Mrs. Tuttle. She's um... Charles Holtry's mum. Yeah, which Charles I, I, I looked up. She's five years old, younger than him. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was my note. Why is she the same age or younger than Charles Holtry? Yeah. I think we're supposed she to think that Charles Holtry is like 19, 20 years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So the the actress is called Amelia Bainton, and she does exactly she does this character verbatim in Carry On Camping because she in the, in Carry On Camping is Joan Sims' mum, right. going make sure you pack some toilet roll and don't let Sid get in the tent with you. You know what all men are like, and she's doing exactly that. But now to Charlie Hawtrey's yes, mummy, yes, mummy. <sighs> um, but then we get Kenneth Connor and uh, June Whitfield getting on the coach, and that's as you mentioned, trying to get his uh, pass out of his pocket. <laughs> The other pocket! Better, 18 again, metric litres of cum coming yeah, out of the bottom our, of his Yeah, I was going to say, in our meta carry-on film, we just go, ah, oh, just like a massive gush of spunk going out the back yeah, window yeah. of the coach. <laughs> like a shotgun. Like an errant hose. The whole coach is just full of white cum. <laughs> it's like that bit where they blow up the ambulance in heat. It's just... It's, but spunk. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's because they're just on a knife edge all the time of wanting to ejaculate, aren't they? And then you just cut back to him. Everyone's covered in spunk. And then he just goes, it's it's the back pocket. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. back pocket falls asleep immediately. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, we hmm. we must mention um, the the two mates. Because, obviously, you've got... One's played by a guy called David Kernan. Mm. And then you've got his... As it says, um, implied gay friend. Yeah. <laughs> what is... the hell is this dynamic? Don't know. This, 
We, who knows? Because they're certainly not a couple. No. Although maybe John Clive, who's the camp guy, thinks they're a couple. Yeah. 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 Because then midway through the film, literally, he's like, <laughs> goes, I'll f- essentially, I'll fuck off, you old queer. I, th- I always assumed it's... that John Clive had paid for them both to go on the proviso that he would have ah, sex with them. He might get a knee trembler on <laughs> yeah. the last night. Or maybe, is it, is it possible uh, Kernan is a rent boy? And I'm genuine. Is that that's possible? That that feels too real for a carry-on film. I was going to say, and that also implies like a lot of um, research and writing. So no. Yeah. <laughs> also, Wait, that didn't happen. David Kernan was somebody. Was it Kenneth? Was he Kenneth Williams' arch enemy? I was going to say because Williams refused to talk to him. Yeah. But really? Don't know why. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and John Clive, who plays the very sort of like acerbic camp guy. I yeah. didn't know this. He plays Ringo's. He does the voice, sorry, of John Lennon on John Lennon. Green. Yeah. Uh, in what? The in Yellow Submarine, the animated oh, film. He does it, John Clive. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, what? Yeah. You did that as well, okay. It's time for time. He's also in the Italian job. He's when Michael Caine goes yes. to his car back. Yeah. Oh, he's br- that's where I know from. He's brilliant in that. Mm. I, I was out shooting tigers. You must have got a lot. Yes, I use a machine gun. Yeah. It's just crazy. So, what? Yeah, but you're right, Dan. What is that relationship yeah, between two mates? He's, he looks like like John Clive is trying to groom him on a yeah. holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And it doesn't help that he's got that kind of weird afro. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but next getting on is uh, Burke Conway. Yeah. This is, and, and I don't want to obviously detract anything from um, what's he called, Jimmy Logan, but mm. he's he's my weakest link in yeah, this he's, film. Yeah, he's rubbish. He's not very good. No. His his whole thing is he wants to fuck everything. Yeah. Oh, that is... just does not fit into a carry-on film. No, no, it's not canon. It's not even a film. He should be in Sophie's Choice. <laughs> I wasn't aware of this guy's work, but I looked him up. No. He's like a proper respected Scottish theatre actor yes. impresario. Yeah. I only know him from this. <laughs> to be honest. I think most people same. Yeah, yeah, same. Oh, and we've also got Sally Jason and Carol Hawkins. Who are literally going on holiday to get as much cock as they can find. Yeah, seems yeah. like it. That's yeah. essentially what they're all like. Oh, they're, he's not good looking. Oh, he's not good. Oh, well. Jesus H. Corbett girls. Well, they're like, none of the men on here are any good. And then Kenneth yeah. Williams is like, well, we're expecting 12 more men. And they're like, God, me. Which is horrible implications already. And the idea of it, they take on six each. Well, I was going to say, they, they must have been doubly happy when they find out a load of monk was getting on board. Yeah. <laughs> I think those men are holy by the end of it. You should see her. <laughs> we get Bernard Bristol playing, I would wager, his most sensitive part ever. Yes, as I, it's in my limited notes of he's mm. not a psychic and he's not a thug. No. For the first time. And he plays a very nice, pleasant little chap. Well, Lovely. huge chap, but a really nice, mild-mannered man. It was this, man. this and the BT adverts were sort of the only time he really got to play that side of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was married to Maureen Lippmann. And, and his story... You know, obviously, with I can't remember which one of the girls he eventually ends up with. It's actually, I mean, it's obviously he constantly accidentally rips off her clothes all the time. But, yeah, um, he's just very sweet, and she finds him very sweet. Mm. Um, and that's actually like a, such a weird little carry on thing to have. And a he's hung like a baboon. I just realised. I mean, he, he's a big lad, and he mm. you see him in that pants. He's big. I just realised um, Bernard Breslow's character in this has the exact same story arc as Gene Hackman in the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> Carry on going down, that would be good. <laughs> oh, God. I can imagine. We, we can't go too far. We'll all get the bends. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then in comes Charlie. Oh, hello. Not that kind of bends. Etc. Let's see how long you can hold your breath for. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, God. 
because Shelley, Shelley, barnacles. Shelley Winters yeah, right. is basically Joan Sims as well. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, then so, so Bernard Bristol and all his monks get on, which sounds like a, a jazz band. Oh, I do love it. At the start of the show, they go, we've got 12 men coming on. Mm. Which is supposed to be these these monks, but they're like six guys get on. It's like change the script. Yeah. You couldn't get enough monks. Just admit it. <laughs> I guess they think that the leader, the the one who looks like the man from Are You Being Served. Yes. Um, I guess yes, they he thought looks he like counts Mr. Rumble, three, doesn't he? he <laughs> yeah. And then Babs gets on. Yeah, Babs gets on, and oh dear, she's she's got a rather large um, briefcase, hasn't she? And uh, Vic decides to help her. Um, well, Jimmy uh, Logan can it up yet. or whatever he says. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There's that moment where Jimmy Logan goes, uh, he's talking to somebody and he sees there's two girls and he goes, that's jailbait. Yes. And then yeah, Babs jailbait. comes on, who's maybe eight months older than him. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. more like it. Yeah. Well, also, it's not that he's afraid of going to prison. He says, that's jailbait. Tell your father they'll come and thump you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Just, what? Yeah. I... <laughs> Good luck with and that. And he, he should talk to him for 12 seconds because he'd be like, oh, no, these are fine. Yeah. These women are filth. Yeah. But, yeah, she gets on and, she, and, and she's he goes, I'll help you with your suitcase, wee lassie. And she's like, oh, no, it's got a broken. And then it all all their pants and bras fall out. She's only yeah. packed bras and pants. Only packed bras and pants. Because this is yeah. written by a man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, of course. Yes. Bags all, and pants. All so, women only pack pants and bras. Just adding that to my comedy notes there Talbot Rothwell well we've already established Sid Sid is just full of Johnny's one copy of the Racing Post and some pipes (laughs) that's all that Sid is Mm. we know that Charlie Hawkins is just full of booze Mm. (laughs) and Joan Sims and June Whitfield's suitcases are full of pants and bras yeah 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 but very sensible ones Um, so on the arrival so they go to the airport and Joan Sims is like oh I thought we were getting a coach all the way there you silly woman can't drive to Costa Blanca. No. I know it isn't Costa Blanca, but I like to think it's the same place. Um, so they get to the hotel <clears throat> and it's not finished. And that's when we meet it's... Pepe. Oh, I Pepe. should say, this is, to my knowledge, the one and only VFX shot that was ever in a carry on yeah, film. A big matte painting, yeah. <laughs> big matte painting, yeah, of the missing two floors, yeah. I love this scene because I spotted something recently that I'd never spotted before. And it makes me so happy now I've seen it. A tiger. I wish. <laughs> Peter Butterworth sees the coach coming. Yeah. Obviously, the builders are fucked off. They give him a... <laughs> v. And he has to go running back in to tell everyone that all the guestings are comings. Guestings. Because how Peter Butterworth does Spanish is adding ings to all his yes. words. Yeah. He runs up the steps, right? Yeah. And as he runs into the foyer of the hotel, if you look, he's got bare feet. Right. When he goes back out to greet them in his concierge outfit, if you look carefully on the steps, there are two trainers in the cement. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Now, I've seen this film at least 30 times and I've never noticed that. <laughs> I noticed it the other day and I was just like, that's a brilliant joke. <laughs> that's a great little throwaway gag. Yeah. It says a lot of carry on from them. The cleverest joke in it is one they got, well, we don't want to make too much of a thing about it. Well, if you look carefully, the, yeah. the shoes are fucking each other. Yeah. <laughs> With a slide <laughs> whistle. Are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if a woman walks past, all the shoelaces go erect. <laughs> and the tongue goes. Works, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, even <laughs> inanimate objects want to fuck now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> Jesus Christ. An animated carry-on film would be a oh. fucking Well, that's like Fritz dream. the Cat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Don Bluth did it years ago. 
Um, <clears throat> so they get there, and one of my favourite jokes... Well, before that, actually, we meet Hattie Jakes in the kitchen, and she's talking about the blooding stove. The blooding stoves and the cokings. And he says to, <laughs> he says to Ray Brooks, playing Giorgio, Giorgio, waking up, making readies. <laughs> and then Kenneth Williams walks in and says, hello, I am Stuart Farquhar. And he goes, stupid what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, no, Stuart Farquhar. Cinchy Games goes, he was right the first time. <laughs> The idea that even Pepe would have heard of the term stupid fucker. It's just amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's a great, it's a really funny joke. Peter Butterworth is the heart and soul of this film, I think. Absolutely, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's stunning in this. I because mean, he's the only I mean, one who has I mean, a plot. Mm-hmm. He has an aim because he has to keep his hotel going. Mm. Yes, yes, and he has. He yeah. does have any sense of through line, doesn't he? He has yeah, to keep his no hotel standing of, up, literally. Yeah. Mm. It's everyone else's plot. If I don't spunk, someone's going to fucking die. <laughs> and that's not a carrier. That doesn't carry a 90 minute film. <laughs> <laughs> Henry uh, Porter of a serial killer. Um, so yeah then we get the lovely joke where he's like I'll go and get the manager he comes out dressed as a manager I'll go and get the bellboy he comes out dressed as a bellboy I love all that I love all that but basically what what happens is is the hotel's not quite ready I I do have a question about this (laughs) so they haven't finished the building there is still cement mixes at the front and yet when we see him run through the restaurant is finished not only finished the plates and cutlery are out Mm. yeah okay yeah, well, they can't serve any food, though, because the blooding stoving won't work. Blooding serving, to know you're going to get is, is fishings and chippings. <laughs> or chippings and beanings. Sorry, ch- chippings and beanings. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's really lovely about this one, weirdly as well, is um, Kenneth Williams' character, he's another position of authority, mm. but actually the, his character is quite soft and gentle and very forgiving. Yeah, he's sympathetic. In general. Yeah. Very sympathetic. He just genuinely wants them all to have a good... I suppose he just wants to save his job as well. Um, yeah. But he's, he's not, he's not playing, playing someone who's necessarily cruel and nasty mm. and angry all the time. Well, not only that, later on, when they... When they you know, spoiler alert for the third, quote-unquote, third act, mm. when everyone is basically on quaaludes or something. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone else is dry up at each other, and him and Mrs. Plunkett are just Miss Plunkett are just sitting in a chair with their cheeks against each other, grinning. Yeah, that's no. that's what his sexual need is. Yeah. No, I reckon that's the shot after he's just come. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's after he's apologised. No. Yeah, but you're right because Kenneth Williams' thing in Carry On films, like 99.9 percent of the time, he is someone who needs to be brought down, and then the last yeah. third act is usually him getting his comeuppance. He's always the villain, isn't he? Yeah. Nine times out but of it's ten. nice to see him as a sympathetic character. Yeah. Yeah, um, but then they go and look in the hotel, and things aren't quite right because June Whitfield doesn't want to share rooms with Kenneth Connor because he's probably going to be up all night wanking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally humping the side of the bed. <laughs> Actually, without the context, because we find that out later in the scene, the first thing she says is, "I do hope you're not going to use sharing a room as an excuse to start that nastiness again." Mm. Yeah, like well, before we know, I mean, I want to carry on for, but it's, I mean, listen, if I'm going to shoot up heroin, I'm gonna, all right? <laughs> yeah. Also, you're on your holiday. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one time when you can. So all he wants to do is set up a little train set and drive it up his bum. That's all he wants to do. Yeah. See how Hence much the name Hornby. Yeah, see how Sorry. much Hornby can get up his tunnel. That's all he's trying to do. No, the script says Horny, not Hornby. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so obviously he's never had sex with his wife possibly in 20 years. That's well, the the once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was an accident, though. I think yeah. maybe he'd had a wank in the bath that she got in. Got you. Yeah. She had a water baby. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but he goes out on the balcony so, so he doesn't have to look at his wife getting undressed. And then, of course, 
two young ladies are right there, and he's sla- slapping the back of his neck. Come on, <laughs> And he also does this sort of weird horse name yeah. thing oh. that only Kenneth can do really yeah. well. The idea of slapping the back of your neck, that's a very yeah. Eric Morcomy thing. I love Kenneth. That sort of thing. I love Kenneth. I do as well. I think he's absolutely stunning. I love him in this one as well. Just that pent-up sexual energy. (laughs) It's just very funny. Oh, God. Him and um, Alo Alo is just a feast as well. Oh, with with his dicky ticker. My dicky ticker. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, So then uh, when when, uh, Peter Butterworth comes in and June (laughs) Whitfield's in her undergarments, I like it that he goes, you're a very lucky man, beautiful lady. And then he goes, and boom, boom. Yeah, boom boom and boom boom. <laughs> it should have been boom boomings, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, do something. And then as he goes to do it, he leaves. So. And then she goes in the bath. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sat there with his booze. Yeah. Yeah. His bath is actually just full of gin. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. Bless him. Bless him. And then um, John Clive goes to put his clothes away, but they fall through the bottom of the drawers. This is important. No sight gag, nothing wrong with that. Even yeah. as oh, yeah, a kid, yeah, that yeah. used to that wound me up that bit, because he opens a drawer, yeah. we can see him looking into the drawer, yeah. and he still <laughs> drops the clothes through the drawer. Maybe he thinks it's a portal. <laughs> Maybe he thinks it's an invisible drawer. He thinks right? it's a portal to a dimension that's got the same carpet. You laugh, but he drops that through, and if you watch Poltergeist, it flies up and goes in the dad's face. <laughs> The first thing you see is, 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 is Joan Sims Cardi. There he is. It's linked to other films. Yeah. First thing that comes out the screen is an animated penis. St. <laughs> <laughs> James Cock comes out the telly. They're here. Well, actually. Yeah. Horrible. Oh, God. It looks worse than that. Yeah, so that goes in the drawer. Because this, I do, I genuinely like this joke because it's been thought, it's, it's been thought out. Brilliant. I get, I, I get the impression out. it's reverse engineered. Like right. He's written yes. a sentence and then thought, how can I make that work? I think that's the only way you. Yeah. How can I get to that point? Yeah. 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 Because the wardrobe has no back to it, so Bernard, uh, so brother Bernard sees them in their underwear. Uh, yeah. Sand comes out of Morris taps, and the lavatory, yeah. the lavatory goes all over Burt Conway. Yeah. Give me Conway, sorry. So then when they phone to complain, they get this lovely sentence, which, you know what, I wish I'd have written it down. Basically, the system really it guy. was, I opened a drawer and I got shot the arsehole. Yeah. That's the yeah. pre-see version. And sand came out the end of my cock. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, that bit where the sand comes out, I just, from a production point of view, I'm going, how do you force sand out like that to make it look like it's pouring out? Because sand's solid. So I, was, I think the hotel set is one of the more impressive things they ever did from a production standpoint in the Carry On films. Because <laughs> they have to build it and it looks decent and then they have to trash it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hotel was built on an Indian burial ground. Another connection to Charles Autry rips his face off in the mirror. <laughs> 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 Hattie Jakes as Tangita. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. This house is cleansed. <laughs> Played by Dr. Louise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, so it's built on. Um, yeah, it's built on an old Indian um, um, uh, old old music hall burial ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Arthur asking to come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the no. back room with the boys. Hello. 
Yeah, you can have all that going on. Yeah. You have Max Wall suddenly come up through the sink. The chicken man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Norman Collier. <laughs> uh, why wasn't Norman Collier ever in a carry-on? He would have been perfect. He'd been absolutely, he should have played have the work in this. No, he should have just literally won one thing. Just go past. That sort of thing, you know. <laughs> what was that? That about cock? <laughs> and then, you know, that's, that's that done. And Giorgio should have been played by Duncan Novell. <laughs> Could you take these bags up and chase me? <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so the phone system itself is faulty. And yeah, they all get the, the message in the hilarious way. Um, but yeah. but Stuart Farquhar is determined to ensure that everybody is going to have a good time. Yeah, good time. So then Brother Bernard sees Charles Autry take the girls away and say, come on, just one more time. Oh, this fucking scene. Mm. Right? He walks out and he is, one more time, just you bend over, <laughs> let me do it again. Right, and then when he sees them bent over, I don't. first of all, I think he thinks he, that Charles Autry's going to take a running fuck at him. Right? And then when he sees him <laughs> leap over him, he smiles like, oh, that's fine then. Wait a minute. A middle-aged man jumping over young ladies isn't all right either. No. Especially when he's just heard them go, we're not really up for this. It feels like a Jordan yeah. Peele film. <laughs> that's what I've been saying for years. It's, <laughs> it, it, still, it still sort of looks like a sex game, doesn't it? Mm. Even though it's Leapfrog, it still looks like he's getting his jollies. At, like, there is a he's man, getting much more jollies yeah. out of it than they are. There is a drunken man rubbing his balls up a young girl's back. <laughs> right? Oh. It rubbing his testicles not. up women's spines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Um, <clears throat> so that's when he accidentally rips off one of the girl's skirts. Yeah. Burn a burn yeah. Pistol. And then, much to the shock of the other monks, they're like, Brother Bernard, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot Meanwhile, of we yeah. cut to the kitchen. And, he's, and he doesn't defend himself. When no. he goes, listen, listen, first of all, Oh, I don't even know how this happened because mm. it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> now I'm going to explain how elastic works. Uh, and they should be like, oh, fine then. Like, I ha- yeah, I haven't been out you were sexually assaulted anyway, and if that's what you're thinking, this fuck has been rubbing his balls up spines. <laughs> right, so you can lay off me straight away. You should literally have a list. Look, since I've been on this coach, there's a man with a yeah, constant yeah. erection. There's a Scotsman trying to molest two women at the back seat. This man is permanently drunk. There's someone called Vic Flander who's literally fucking the window at this point. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> Steaming up the window, drawing tits on it, and then fucking it. What is going on? I so feel leave like me I'm out of it. I'm in for a lot of this. Yeah. You'll wonder why I'm losing my faith. <laughs> God. But don't worry, because they all... Yeah, it's dinner time, and oh, here we go. Hattie's trying to li- light the oven, and she can't. Bloody cockings in stovings! Uh, Peter Bubbles goes, use the cock. Use the cock. <sighs> Your meth's in it, meth's. And then he says, cock stove is more dependable than electricity's. Electricity's. It's a fucking it's cat weasel. Nobody, even by <laughs> 1972, was using the word coke instead of coal as a word, right? No. To the point where the Kenneth Williams has to explain the joke to the audience. Yeah. He goes, cock, oh, coke, stone. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, we got it. We, we, we sort of figured it out, Ken, but cheers. Imagine if Butterworth had gone, no, cock. And then he's just got loads of bodies in the, cu- the cupboard where they chopped their cock <laughs> Now it's like a Jordan Peele film. That sounds yeah. like a Davy Jones Viz script, doesn't it? <laughs> Peter Butterworth 
wheelbarrow of cocks. Actually, you know what? That's what I want to see now. I want to do that straight version of Carry On film. David Cronenberg's Carry On Crimes of the Future. Oh, God. Um, So then we get the great scene with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Blunt having dinner with the Flanges. Yeah, and I will say, uh, this is hand on heart, my my favourite ever gag in any any of the Carry On films. And mine, and mine. I thought about this the other day before Johnny mentioned Carry On. I think it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is so well done. Oh, also, the, the first it. line I think just breaks the ice perfectly. <coughs> he says, "This is the wife. Don't laugh. Don't, Don't laugh." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then we get the great joke everybody loves. Uh, of um, I tried. Would it you like a drink? Like yeah, no, thank you. I tried it once, didn't like it. Oh, fair enough. Would you like a smoke? No, I tried it once, didn't like it. My daughter's the same. Just a one, I presume. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I love is Kenneth Cutter immediately goes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then realizes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's perfectly done, this scene. It's Isn't it? amazing. And I, yeah. I, what I will say is doing a meal. Yeah, yeah, it feels like, do you want a drink? Not a lot. And then immediately a cigarette instead. Then, well, no, we are in the middle of a chicken dinner, but thanks anyway. Yeah, but you need yeah. it for the gag, and everyone delivers it so well. Mm. It's beautiful. It's, a, it's the fact that it's, it's the willfulness of Sid to go just the one and then immediately laugh at his own joke. Like, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> like, the most fierce, forceful laugh at what you've just said. <laughs> And I then love it. Peter Byworth offering people the two choices of dinner, which is sausage and chippings or beans and chippings. Or beans and chippings. Haven't you got anything else? Yes, you can have beans and chippings, sausage and chippings, <laughs> beans and chippings. Doesn't he, doesn't he serve them soup? And then they say, you try it. He goes, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, know these, uh, it's the joke, it's, it's, I thought they were going to serve foreign food, and they had, this is foreign food. You don't think we eat this muck? Oh, that's yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so then the smoke bursts into the room oh well, well, yeah. I forgot to mention as well there's the scene where Sid James can't open his balcony door oh, oh god so Butterworth walks through it and unlocks it from the other side that's always yeah. fun I never noticed though that Peter Butterworth walks through the other side because mm. there's no glass in it no and then pulls down the bolt that is on the inside yes yeah. pulls down the bolt on the inside but, but that actually is lovely because that foreshadows a gag later on where, where Sid yep. walks yeah, through yeah, the window yeah. which is brilliant and he goes they put any glass in it <laughs> <laughs> like like that's a complaint <laughs> now this is my question to you because the smoke pours in from the blooding stoving yeah he, he opens the doors a million mosquitoes come in yeah. yeah where were they earlier when there was no glass in the doors well uh, well they, uh, they can only fly to ground level yeah they oh, can't they enough. can't fly <laughs> they can't fly through matte paintings so fair enough <laughs> so uh, and then it's again we have to explain the joke yes like, oh, Bloody, bloody mosquitoes. And then Hattie comes in with that most amazing traditional whatever that thing at the spray can (laughs) to try and help them. It's brilliant. Mm. They all get woken up by the blooding buildings. (laughs) I love it because they just... Why why Mm. why do they strip back a ceiling when it's already established in there? I don't... I was going to ask this question. Why bring it off again? It's taken off. Are they going to in the air? Exactly. (laughs) And then wave at them in bed. And then Sid gets to say, piss off. Mm. You you hear him mouth it because there's too much noise going off, and I think that's the rudest thing ever said in a Carry On film. Definitely, because everything mm. is you know you know hiss off and that sort of thing. You know they pun it. He actually basically goes fuck off, and you see him mouth yeah. it. It's like wow. And one looks down at Babs and he's like, "Come loving, bloody gnawings." Yeah. <laughs> the the action. <laughs> Tease the language. <laughs> So then the Scottish man falls into the cement. 
Yeah, and again, if we're going to quibble, he falls on the cement and he's immediately back upstairs into his room in under one second. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's Seb Coe as well. Like he's a fucking X-Man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do like the way he flicks cement onto Pepe, though. It's very funny. It is good. I I, I looked it up because I assumed this. I looked it up. It's porridge. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Grey porridge. Hmm. So then they're all having breakfast, and I really want, if anyone can tell me where I can get this, the coffee set they're all using. Oh, oh God, that is not, I thought that was oh, very lovely as well. Beautiful. Isn't it stunning? Yeah, I tried to look it up, and all I got was carry on pictures of car- carry on cups and things. I don't want yeah, that. I just... want this brown tea set. Oh, you got us pictures of huge jugs. <laughs> <laughs> Etc. And I like that Char- Char- Charlie's, Charlie's breakfast is just at the bar. <laughs> hmm. He just yeah. points to the glass. He doesn't even say fill it up, just points. <laughs> uh, so Kenneth Connor says to Joan Sims that she's a very handsome lady. Yeah, now now this bit is... it's So far it's been quite chaste. I have written at this point, this is, broadly speaking, a sexual assault. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And at first she's like, that was a sexual assault. And the next, the next scene they're in, they're like, Come to think of it, I quite enjoyed that sexual assault, and she's very flirty with him. <laughs> I think the difference is in real life, it doesn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think you could be in any courtroom and go, Well, Your Honour, I touched them, and they went, <laughs> and the judge would go, Case dismissed, I wouldn't mind it going myself. <laughs> you know, because John, John is right, if they make noises like, <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Breasts should never fart. Can you imagine being no. a lawyer specialising in the slide whistle defence? If <laughs> <laughs> only Harvey Weinstein had thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> so as he's going up the steps with his little water, with his, I was going watering cans <laughs> with his canes. <laughs> <laughs> Not guilty. Imagine if he walked up the stairs and it was just fatam fatam fum fum fatam fatam with his big fat hairy mantits jiggling. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it? it was Johnny Cocker who said, "If the slide whistle blows, you let him go." There you go. I believe Perfect. was the defence. There you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Sid goes up to see Babs, and she's upset because the night before in the bar, Sid told Babs that she murdered her two husbands. Now I was confused by this. I even messaged you, Paul. Yeah, you did. In Wikipedia, it said that Barbara Windsor plays a widow, and I was thinking, and I've seen this film lots of times, and I'd never picked up. No, I thought that it, she was a widow. I thought it was a story that Sid had made up to put off Same. the Scots, the, yeah, the Scottish guy. But it turns out she is yeah. a widow of two firemen, two firemen who both died on the job. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, I don't know if she means that she fucked them to death, or I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, they the tried to have sex with her, and they caught on fire. I don't, I don't <laughs> understand how it works. Mm. It's, oh. it's, it's confusing yeah. um, but wouldn't you know it Joan Sims catches them of course because uh, doesn't her bra f- her, her bikini top fall off or something yeah Some, somehow <laughs> yeah somehow so meanwhile the young, one of the younger girls takes a bit of a shine to brother Bernard yeah and they're having a little chat because she's sunbathing and the other one's next to us. Well, they're, they're, they're outside. Yeah. Sunbathing's yeah. pushing it. Yeah. Mm. it it's like, they're lying under a lamp. It, it's October the 14th, 1974. I mean, <laughs> I mean I've yeah. been to Spain, and occasionally you do get grey skies, but you don't get dirty British grey skies yeah, that yeah, I see yeah. all the time out no. here. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh. and doesn't she, doesn't um, she ask him to put sun cream on her or something? She asks him to put sun cream yeah. on her. He does, but he, he gets excited and just goes... Pfft. 
yeah. and squirts it all out all over the other one yeah. who's like uh sun cream even though Which, i'm sunbathing yeah. even though i i was gonna ask for sun cream in a bit and then it goes over the guys but they are genuinely acting like he has just yeah spunked all over yeah spunked all oh, over i can't believe you've covered me in the very thing i was gonna ask for in a second i'm yeah. furious yeah. with you but we get another brother burning yes. why have you come on a woman it's like I haven't. It's sun... Again, Bernard has to go. Look, yeah. it's very simple. I had sun cream that I put too much pressure on the nozzle of the sun cream and something unexpected happened. The resulting arc of spume did, in fact, look a little bit like spunk. Spume. But... <laughs> and I could see how, from a certain angle, it is misconstrued that a monk yeah. is standing over two yeah. sunbathing women and masturbating over them. But that's not but the as case. you can see, my penis, unlike everyone else around us, is in. Yeah. Right? And also, as and you plastic. can see, I cannot come over an arcing distance of about 12 foot. Although that would be a nice holiday game, wouldn't it? <laughs> Set up like a javelin thing and see how far everyone can jizz. Jesus Christ. And Jack Douglas would take a run up, wouldn't he? Well, yeah, he's got superpowers, isn't he? If he grabs one of his mm. cock and goes, then it comes <laughs> it must come out like a cannon shot. Imagine if he could sort of temporarily fly by doing it. Like if he points it at the ground. <laughs> what, like <laughs> Super Mario like 3, he just yes. it between his legs. Yeah. yeah. Like, a kind of... like a raccoon's tail coming out of his ass. Exactly. You know what, Jack Douglas is Willy Superman here. Jack Douglas flying across the earth. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Imagine him fighting himself in a junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say, I say, take this for four, four, you always wanted to f- f- fly. Um, so, so meanwhile, um, John Clive's character yeah. uh, has fallen out with his mate, his mate who I think he was hoping to have sex with. I think so. Or drug. Who, who knows what his nefarious scheme was. Because he likes the other girl now. Yeah. And does he literally so turn to his mate and go and just say something like, oh, go away, you old queen. He says, oh, go away. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I've never been so. Oh. Oh, oh. I'll have to... I have to have masturbating on my own again. Well, he's off to probably look at Giorgio, isn't he? Uh, Giorgio. That would have made sense. That would have connected... Because that's the problem I have this. We're getting there later. That everyone apart from John Clive is happy. (laughs) Yes. It would be better if Giorgio was an old queen as well. I don't quite understand the the Jew Whitfield thing of like... So Mm. she's not happy with Kenneth Connor. No. Then she shags the hot one. Giorgio. For lack of a better phrase. And then when Kenneth Connor comes back, she's like, I got fucked by a really good looking young man now. Yeah. And I think that's warmed me back up for you, old pervert. Mm. Who's already a... got trousers crusted with jizz. And she's had a Shirley Valentine. Yeah, yeah, she's had a holiday romance, hasn't she? Although yeah. she hasn't, is he? He took her around the back where the where the barrel and the kegs are, bent her over and just banged her for ten minutes. Which <laughs> is <a> horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah. His his fake tan must have slid off during that time. <laughs> Yeah, and she's got fake time where she shouldn't have any. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet when he takes his clothes off, he looks like Michael Jackson in the morgue. Yeah. As soon as Kenneth Connor comes back and takes her knickers off, she's going to have a... T- when did you get a tattoo of Wilson from Castaway on your leg? <laughs> <laughs> no wonder on, that flood started. On both bum cheeks. Where did you get yeah. them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh... <laughs> what are these big brown handprints on your shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, shitty shoulder nowhere else. 
a certificate 18 carry-on film has been released. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, but yeah. then they all go on the excursion. Yeah, they go on the excursion. Stuart's like, come on, we'll have a lovely day out. We'll have an excursion. Mm. But the monks, they want to go somewhere else. And they want to go to the monastery of Saint Never Had Sex or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so Bernie goes, do, do you mind if I um, go on the excursion? And he's like, well, as long as you don't come all over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's furious with him. <laughs> Just literally, right? This is the you are literally the the wrongest man to to go into our order. You can't, constantly ripping women's clothes off and ejaculating over them. Actually, yes, you go on the excursion. We don't want you showing us up in the monastery. <laughs> So they go on an excursion. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, when they go on the excursion, they meet my absolute hero of the world. Oh? Uh, you're on a person postcard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dirty postcard man. <laughs> and then she picks him up and he goes... <laughs> and then Kenneth really goes, and the man t- he goes, go away. And the man takes them back and then just runs off. Yeah, he's, he's see, and then Mrs. Plunky comes over. Miss Plunky comes over and says, "Oh, are they dirty." And I said, "But he, the the guy is not playing it like a man who has got a handful of dirty cartoonish." Willy jokes. He's no. literally playing, oh, let's have a look at this postcard. Oh, this isn't really a postcard. It's just a recipe for a hypno. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. right. But, um, <clears throat> so, Vic sees a local drink, which is called St. Celestia's Elixir. St. Celestia's Elixir, yeah. And the, so, basically, yeah, basically, there's three stores selling tat, uh, a man selling yeah. filthy postcards, and a brothel. <laughs> that's what, that's yeah. what's in the town. And the boss, the brothel is called stripped. Sorry, strip tease with a Z. Yes, there you go. Run but the elixir, when you drink it, it gives you X-ray vision where you can only see women's underwear. Yeah, and and very crucial, only women's underwear. You can, yeah. if a woman drank it, they cannot see men in their underwear because it would right. be yeah. repulsive if any of the carry-on team That's you saw it. them in their seventies wife run. I bet they thought of that in the time, and then they all thought, I don't want to see Charles Hawtrey in his underwear. Nobody wants to see Charlie Hawtrey in his undies, no. It would be like that bit from fucking Pan's Labyrinth, wouldn't it? I will say, Charles Hawtrey <laughs> gets his clothes off more. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Except in his case, it's got two little um, taps coming out. One dispensing wine, the other gin. <laughs> Set of eyes. Yeah, so it's, so you first of all, you get, um, not Valerie Leon, you get um, lovely, um, what's, she, what's she called again? I keep forgetting her name, it's terrible, she's great. Oh, um... Yeah, her. Gail Granger. Gail Granger, obviously, and she looks beautiful. And Sid's all, come bloody hell! Like, literally, he's going to explode. He growls and chases her, and she runs away not fast enough. Yes. Like, just off camera, there's an assault. Yeah. But she seems to be fine with it. Well, this is yeah, it's it's the world of carry on, isn't it? So nothing, mm. you know. N- now we all go every single thing. Every, if you just sort of like forensically Columbo every scene in the carry on film, now you know, yeah. it's just rape, constant mm. rape. <laughs> but it isn't at all in carry on. It's just non because they know. No, off again, camera they, he catches her. He doesn't know what to do, and they just slaps her on the arse and leaves. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he gets. He suddenly gets his trousers down. His Willie just goes. Ee- well, his Willie isn't there. Actually, if anyone oh, yeah, got the trousers like off, it'd be, yeah. it'd be like Alan Rickman in Dogma. Yeah. 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 
But there's a nice, nice little story here because the lady running the brothel is... Oh, Olga. Uh, oh, Olga yeah. Lowe. Olga Lowe. Yeah, the story is that she was the first person that Sid James worked with when he came to Britain. That's right. And, and the last. she was on stage with him when he died. Yeah, and the last. Isn't yeah. that strange? It is strange. I think she murdered him. For I was going to say, I think she's fucking cursed. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? She died, so she is. Mm. <laughs> Um, so they go into the brothel. This whole this uh, Spanish town thing is all just filmed in a car park in Pinewood, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if because they used to have quite big production. Wouldn't it be just like Scorsese or somebody pulling up and somebody going, "Yes, this is one of the finest film studios in the world." <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's a Nokian shop. That's Sid James chasing a woman. That's this... a man selling dirty postcards. Are they making a film? Not this really. Charlie Hawtrey doing piggyback with a bottle of sherry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just him lowering himself down gently onto it. Yeah. Oh. Mouth first, though. Well, they all get arrested. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you don't really know what happens to cause Well, I, that. I've written here that all British films from this time had to have one scene where everyone rolls around on top of each other going, ah! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is that. Yeah. So they get taken to prison. This is very disturbing now if you overthink it, what happens here. Yes, yeah. it because is. They get, because they get put in jail. And they're yeah. all, well, and it's all obviously, we're British, you can't treat us like this, etc., etc. So then they get Mrs. Plunkett. You've spunked all over the fucking town. <laughs> Looks like a fucking window wonderland. It's fucking Atlantis, and anyone dips their toe in it, they get pregnant. <laughs> You've turned this into a Spanish early remake of the end of Ghostbusters, you have. <laughs> If you, if you listen carefully, it's literally going wow, 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 wow. Because it's so horny. So they get put in jail and they're like, this is intolerable. We demand Lala. So Mrs. Blunkett goes, I've got an idea. And she basically has sex with the chief of police. Yeah. Which is oh, horrible. Oh, my God. That's what we she We assume she could just, he sends back food. Maybe she just gives him some recipes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she puts them <laughs> off his arse. I was going to say, it yeah, looks yeah. like she shot out a pineapple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then they get this massive feast, and of course, immediately all the male carry on. Just fuck it, I'd imagine. Ah, chicken! Ah! He comes in looking a bit dishevelled. Is like, you can all go as long as you agree to pay for the damage. Yeah. So she's had sex with him or done something. Oh, dearie me. Yeah. God knows. I mean, it just it just defies thinking about what she might have done. It really, done. yeah, exactly. Uh, she <laughs> seems pretty happy what, with it. Why do they Good send the her. food in? Because hmm. just. Because he says, yeah. here's a Why bunch of food. You can fuck them. off yeah. now. Yeah, just release. Yeah, the idea is, no, we're going to keep you in jail longer, but here's some food. But, uh, I well, think no, he just take all of it. And <laughs> <laughs> <On> everyone. <laughs> all of this is full of my cum. <laughs> oh, God. Try the profiteroles. You oh. say the chief of police is farted into individual cloches and then put them on yeah. top of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> This souffle yeah, so is they about get, to they collapse. Get a, so they get a massive, <laughs> they get a massive spread, and then they're let out of jail. Just let them yeah. out of jail, surely. Yeah, exactly. I think they'd like. But them. Anyway, yeah. So then, back at the hotel, <clears throat> Stanley Kenneth Connor suddenly yeah. finds that June Whitfield's like a raging sex machine. Oh, Stanley! She's mm. all that, isn't she? Mm. Oh, and the other thing is, they've all secretly bought a bottle of the naughty elixir. Yes, yes. Because the last night at the all... hotel, they have a party. Yeah, an orgy. Well, Kenneth Connor comes. Oh, sorry, not Kenneth Connor. Sorry, Peter Bowworth comes out and says, "I bring you champagne cocktail thing, like punchings. a big punch bowl." Yeah, champagne punch. punchings. 
And then, yeah, as you say, <laughs> each one comes up and goes, oh, I'll have a look at that and secretly pours a bottle of elixir and then someone else does, then someone else yeah. does, then someone else does. So now we're like, I mean, they're all going to die. I was going to say, yeah, this, this is like they're all going to OD. <laughs> this is why I'm to Jonestown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make everyone see underwear. I didn't know everyone would die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I assume is what he sounds like. I just wanted people I've to developed a serum that. Imagine, yeah, exactly. A, a scientist who's gone. Do you, I've actually got the ability. I've created a liquid. It's just a liquid, and you drink it. And you can see people's underwear. Right. Are you going to? Do you not want to tink, tinker with the formula so you can see them butt naked? No. That's as far as I'm going to go. Do you want to take that to some sort of lab or something? No, I'm going to sell it down at the docks. I'm going to sell it down the local, <laughs> local filth market in Bell's Bells. <laughs> Alan Sugar respects that. <laughs> 30 years ago, I made a lotion where you can see people's pants. Look at me now. I live in bloody Florida. Before he fires them. 30 years ago, I made an elixir. You can see women's undercrackers. You're fired. Yeah, actually, I'm glad of that. <laughs> I want out. <laughs> so they all so, spike the punch bow and they're all, all getting very bow. like, oh, with each other. Meanwhile, fucking riverbanks have broken. Yeah, some, yeah. There's floodings. There's bloody floodings. <laughs> the wall breaks and a tiny bit of water trickles in and Hattie Jakes is like, oh my God. So Kenneth Connor, sorry, not Kenneth Connor, why do I keep saying that? Peter Butterworth be- behaves like the boy at the dam. <laughs> And puts his ass in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pluggings, uh, holings. Yeah. So everyone starts being pair. Everyone starts pairing up, basically. So let me get this straight. So John Clive's mate, who isn't gay, has gone off with one of the girls. Yeah, Brother yeah. Bernard is now no longer a monk because he turns up wearing a, a nice yellow shirt. Yeah. So I think he's quit the order. And he's quit like, the order. Brother Bernard. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, Sid and obviously Joan are now happily in love, but he, we do get the joke where he says that she's had a roll, and then she says, "I'd like a roll," and he goes, "Well, let's go upstairs then." And she goes, "No, a sausage roll." And as he hands it to her, we get the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the Scottish man's got together with Babs. Yeah, and that's all fine now. That's all fine now. And yeah, Kenneth Connor and June Whitford are going upstairs for a bit of rubby bubby. Yeah, and it's all—it's pretty much exactly the same ending now as coming up the Kyber. Yes. <laughs> because in this one, it's Butterworth again, is the only one going, bloody hell, it's all going wrong, and everyone else is, oh dear, I seem to be a little plastered and all that. They're mm, all just having mm. fun, and the thing is collapsing around them. Collapsing around them. But I also, I was convinced for years that this was the ending of Carry On Camping, where they have the food fight. Right. I thought camping is when they get rid of the hippies. Oh, yeah. Like, What's the one where they have the food fight? Yeah, that's another one. Because um, that I, I never understood the end of camping, where they all want to go and have fun, and there's a massive party with loads of young ravers all mm. beautiful women, and the one thing they want to do is get rid of them. I was like, no, surely this is the one thing you want. Yeah. And they get rid of them by the judicious use of putting rope in between their beads and pulling them out of a field. That's yeah, just insane. Nice. Yeah, it's that not nice. Insane. Utterly insane. Anyway, um, yeah, so they're all just like, I mean, again, no one's having sex. They're all just talking about no. it. Yeah, we get Ken and um, his lady all cheek to cheek. Yeah, it's so sweet. Mm. And then they give Hattie Jake some of the punch. Yeah. But we don't see what happens to her. I presume that's where the building collapses because she fucks the structure off it. Yeah, <laughs> off it? Is off it the right word? <laughs> I do like the special effect though of Peter Butterworth holding the pillar. It looks really mm. good. 
Mm. That whole pillar is about to come down and he's the only one holding it, going, Bloodings, Hellings! <laughs> and John Clive just looks at him like, mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I had a pillar to hold. <laughs> Again, he what should have... have someone should, does he, he get a lead? Does he point up there and just go out the front and fuck the cement mixer or something? Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think he does. Yeah. Plus he's nobody and turns it on. Oh. Anyway, so everything collapses and you get the crescendo there of uh, Peter Butterworth. No, I've fucking done it again. Kenneth Connor neighing like a horse and jumping on Whitfield in bed and the whole bed goes through the floor. It's brilliant. It's a then, really funny effect. We cut to the future. Not like... They're not like flying cars and stuff. Well, it's not even that much of the future. No. It's like... So they've Termin- come home on the Terminator Monday. Too. This is now Wednesday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is after the bomber dropped. This is after Skynet. This is this is after Skynet. <laughs> back in when the, the wind blows its load. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god, imagine if that turned certificate 18. John Mills animated Burp. <laughs> Coming on the sideboard as the fucking H bomb drops. <laughs> oh dear, mother of made a spillage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And his kink is just her getting under mattresses. <laughs> I can't come unless you get under the bath. <laughs> oh, shift the Ajax over, would you? Oh. <laughs> Roger Waters forced to watch on with his acoustic guitar. Oh, God. Uh, yes. <laughs> Who wrote that? Raymond Friggs. <laughs> Where the wind blows its load. By Raymond Friggs. By Raymond Friggs. <laughs> Jesus. Creator oh. of the blow man. Uh. <laughs> so they're all back in the pub. Yeah, we don't know how long it's been this since. This is the hole. white bogeyman. <laughs> uh yeah, they're in the pub and um so we got we got um Sid and Joni. They've now got their both of their faces on all the posters. Yeah. I guess is a sign to show that they're happy again. And Mr. Farquhar's working at the pub now. He is, he's drying glasses. So he's left. Why did he get fired though? He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. No, you're right. He did nothing wrong at all, did he? No, he went to a hotel that I assume was he'd he'd been told was all finished and lovely, and it weren't. So it's not his fault. Maybe he just became disillusioned with the the whole travel industry. Um, They all come in, and Jack Douglas is in there, and he goes too far here. Yes, he does. He really does. He throws an entire pint on the floor instead of doing a spill. He goes, oh yay! Uh, and then they all come in and it's all, they're all happy and lovely and jolly and then it just uh, says um, the end. Now I have to say that when, um, in my student union days in the, in the local bar there was a game I used to play with a few of my friends where if one of us could convincingly spill an entire pint whilst doing a Jack Douglas then you got free drinks <laughs> the rest of the evening. So a lot of us would go to the student union bar and go, oh, I'll have, um, I'll have a Nuki Brown, please, and then get it and go, thank you for me, for I for throw it everywhere. <laughs> and then we get free drinks. <sighs> anyway, so there we go. That's the end of Karen Abroad. What are your thoughts? Oh, well, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's in my top three. Hmm. Of Carry so On top, films. Yeah. Of Carry On right. Films. Mine is Carry On Your Convenience. Yeah, mine's my favourite, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's my number one. And then mm. it's this one, and then it's Kyber. Um, and, and so, it's, yeah, so it's Kyber, A Broad Inconvenience. But then sometimes uh, it, it can be a fourth that pops in. I just, I'm one of those people that just, if it, it's, they're always on ITV3, like, every day. Mm. And if I accidentally stumble across my TV channel and one's on, I'm condemned to sort of have it on in the background, even if I'm not watching it. I just go, oh, it's a carry-on film. It's like, it's like air to me in a horrible way. I just have to have it on. 
So I've seen this yeah. so many times, but I do like this one in, in particular. There's lots I just can't fucking abide, but I mm. love, I love it. Yeah. Dan. Uh, look, I, it's tricky because I've got a, you can't judge a carry-on film against other films, no. just against other carry-on films. No. So it whipped past because it's essentially a sketch show. Yeah, it's like 83 um, minutes long or something stupid. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think it's going to be my favourite because I, I really like the old black and white ones because there's kind of the... I, well, you know better than me. It feels like there's four ages of carry-on. There's the, the very early ones that are almost Ealing quality. Mm. Then it kind of finds its own thing in the mid-60s, but they're doing carry-on Kyber, which is probably my favourite because it's, it's the one that feels most like a movie, really, as well. Mm. Um, and then the Doctor's one. Then it gets in a sort of softcore... Yeah, this sort of well, no, it's, but it's not because it's weirdly chased. You're right at this point. You see an arse occasionally, but that's it. Nothing gets shoved in it. Yeah, and um, and then there's the last. There's Carry On Ingloom that felt a little seedier, and then Carry On Manual is one I've never even seen. Oh my god! Well, you get to see in the entirety of Ken Williams' bum in that, which is frightening. yeah, and I, and as good an ad as that is, and Joan Sims has <laughs> sex in a laundrette, and that's very upsetting. What well, really. like on camera or is it implied? Yes, or? no, they do. They don't obviously. You know, you're not seeing any anything major, but they are literally frolicking around in suds. Mm. They literally make Emmanuel as filthy as it can, as a carry on can be. Yeah. Well, it, it's getting more confessiony type film, isn't it? It's exactly. yeah. turning into a yeah. confessions film. The early yeah. carry ons, the black and white ones, aren't aren't really bawdy. They're not about double entendre no. yet. Carry on constable was a you, but you still see uh, uh, Leslie Phillips' ass. Yes, but it's yeah. but but it's not in a sexual way. But none of the, the characters raison d'etre in all those films um, are about trying to. I mean, there's a little bit of trying to meet someone, but it's mainly you know, it's carry on spying is. Yeah, it's romance. It's actually yes. romantic. The yeah. love story. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're not actually trying I, to I always think, have sex yeah. with everyone. I think I prefer the black and white ones and then carrying up the Kyber in general. Oh, Dan, you like. I carry on jungle. I quite like, and that's a little dirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jungle's disgusting. <laughs> jungle has the scene. Jungle has the scene with Joan Sims sat around to dinner in the jungle and they're all outside and there's a yeah. snake going up her bloomers and she is perfectly willing to accept that, that all the men sat around the table might be fingering her apart from Kenneth Connor. <laughs> so she's well, going she's feeling a snake go, going up they're going, Oh, you clearly know it's in naughty places and then you get Sid James goes, Lovely, isn't it? And she's like, mm, rather and then he puts his hand over the table and she's like, Oh, it can't be him and then Kenneth um then uh, Kenny Howard goes, oh, isn't it glorious? And she's like, rather. So she's happily now for two separate men to finger her. Um, and then suddenly Kenneth Connor goes, oh, I love this. And she's like, how dare you? So she, that's where she draws a line. Yeah. So the idea of it is disgusting. Because he didn't wash his hands. <laughs> John, right. your thoughts? Oh, well, I, I really like this. It's, it's probably my second favourite. My favourite is Convenience than this. Then probably... I think I can't remember the. I get the names confused. It's the one with um, Jim Dale and Frankie Howard, the Doctor one. Yeah, I can't remember that's again, doctor, doctor, first Doctor one. Yeah. Again, Doctor or Nurse again or it's the matron, one where Jim yeah. Dale goes down the stairs on the gurney and Kenneth. Well, uh, sorry, Frankie Howard is got injected up the bum. That's the best Doctor, flat. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's one of the. And five. Joan Sims is in that as his like playing a prototype of that woman he'd have in his act who was a bit blind and deaf playing the piano. Yes, yes, She's that's basically right. playing that, yeah. No, it's just, I like that one a lot, but I really like it, so I think it's really fun. It's in, it's in the kind of on-the-buses sort of yeah. degree of films for me that I know is shit, but I still quite enjoy them. Exactly. It's 1972. I mean, it just it <sighs> just fits perfectly what it's trying to do. Um, it's 50 years old. 
Yeah. It is hell. insane what was... You think about... This was one of the biggest British productions of the year. Mm. Mm. The Americans and the Godfather. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> with the same equipment and <laughs> they made... They, the British would carry on. But we had an industry, Dan, in those days. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Oh, yes. You can't yes. even get a carry-on film made now. No. Even if you wanted to. Isn't, isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless they can grow the cast again, like in a Jurassic Park style. Well, I, I mean, as we all know, we all got together many years ago to read the mm. script of Carry On London. <laughs> we did, and we all wanted to kill us. Kill us yeah. Bloody was... appalling. Mm. Yeah. But I wonder if maybe so we didn't bad. have enough slide whistles. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I should have got some. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, maybe we'll be back to talk about more or, or talk about something else that's not this. Um, but until then, thank you so much, Paul Litchfield. <laughs> and thank you so much, Dan Thomas. <whistles> Goodbye. <laughs> on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.